This is Quotations, a podcast about words, written and spoken throughout history. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, we shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. No matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. The Pale Blue Dot, the only home we've ever known. Hello and welcome to Quotations. I'm Matthew Monroe. Here's today's quote. Quote, Sometimes people use respect to mean treating someone like a person. And sometimes they use respect to mean treating someone like an authority. And sometimes people who are used to being treated like an authority say, If you won't respect me, I won't respect you. And what they mean is, If you won't treat me like an authority, I won't treat you like a person. And they think they're being fair, but they aren't. And it's not okay. End quote. And that quote comes from one of my favorite Facebook pages, the Insufferably Intolerant Science Nerd Facebook page. And that Facebook page is run by Rain Constantine. Rain Constantine lives in Australia. She's been running this page for quite some time, and I've been enjoying it for years. It is the source of many a profound and interesting science fact, as you would expect, and as the page title implies, very little patience for anti-scientific nonsense, which speaks to the, the engineer and scientist in me. She also is the author of a book, uh, Pizza, Pincushions, and Playing It Straight, which is a memoir of her time working in a brothel and everything that goes with that. And Rain has published content on her Facebook page regularly, and as I mentioned above, is as informative as it is funny, and as challenging as it is uplifting. And I almost always leave the page and the posts chuckling or saying, huh, I didn't know that. And that's part of why I enjoy it so much. Now, as with a lot of quotes onto which I latch, this one kind of caught me by surprise. I didn't go to, and I generally don't go necessarily to this page looking for quotes. But again, this is one of those ones, like so many others that we've talked about here and will continue to talk about, that just kind of grabbed me when I first saw it. And I thought, wow, that that's really interesting. It made me kind of step back. And the first time I saw this was in 2020. During the pandemic, I believe, and I was just kind of scrolling through my feed and it jumped out at me and I went, huh. And I did a double take and I reread it because it spoke to something that I think is is always challenging. And that is respect for others. And we've talked about respect before, but generally speaking, this is a challenge for people. I mean, positional respect is pretty straightforward. You, likely, for example, respect your boss because of their positional authority. They have a position of power, a position of responsibility, a position of authority over you, and you probably have at least a modicum of respect for the position, even if not the person. Let's let's be realistic. We don't always love our bosses, but sometimes we do. Sometimes we think they're great, and regardless, we should respect the position. So positional authority is, is relatively straightforward. As a military man myself, positional authority comes fairly naturally. There's a hierarchy, it's very clear, and it's to be respected. That can be challenging at times, but it's to be respected. And everybody that's part of the organization knows that. If you're not in the military, then consider your boss, whoever that may be. So too for some police officers, maybe even elected officials or even random strangers who wear suits. And I say suits specifically, if you think about it, why do people get dressed up for job interviews and put on their best? Well, it's because it commands a certain amount of respect. And that's why they do it. That's why we all do it. 
And we've spoken about and around respect before and how difficult it is to give and to get sometimes. And there are times where we all just simply clench our fists and shake our heads and can't fathom giving an ounce of respect to that, I don't know, insert frustrated ad hominem attack moron or idiot or jackass or whatever. And I'm reminded of an episode from a couple of years back about Rappaport's rules. And if you've been listening to this podcast for some time, you remember it. It's one of my favorite episodes. It's very early in the podcast stream, but it's still one to this day that is uh, is a challenge. And if you recall, there were four rules. And as I mentioned, they are wickedly challenging. They are a formula that, if followed, should lead to a successful critical commentary. And a critical commentary, of course, is a critique or a challenge to another's idea or opinion or stance on a specific topic. And as a reminder, those four rules are, one, you should attempt to re-express your target's position so clearly, vividly, and fairly that your target says, thanks, I wish I'd thought of it that way. Two, you should list any points of agreement, especially if they are not matters of general or widespread agreement. Number three, you should mention anything you have learned from your target. And four, only then are you permitted to say so much as a word of rebuttal or criticism. And I'm sure you can imagine, dear listener, why this is so challenging for me and for so many others. And I'll say now, as I did then, that this is still a struggle for me. Why? Well, because I'm proud, plain and simple. I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to admit that, insert frustrated ad hominem attack from above, could have anything to offer or anything from which I could learn. And I suspect that you often feel the same. And so this brings me to a great story told to me by a friend recently who experienced just such a situation and leveraged those four rules to have a mutually beneficial conversation with a difficult party. So this friend has a very important position where they regularly interact with VIPs and DVs. DVs is short for um, distinguished visitors in foreign countries. And shockingly, they don't always agree on things. Who would have thought? Well, he recently had to tact tactfully figure out how to disavow a foreign dignitary of their incorrect and friction-inducing worldview. And what did he do? He turned to episode number nine of this podcast, to Rappaport's Rules, and employed those four rules. And was able to reach an acceptable position for all parties involved. Now, I doubt he would have been able to do that if he not have the respect and decency for the individuals that he was interacting with to employ those rules to begin with. And for those that are curious, it's episode number nine of this podcast that you can find Rappaport's rules, and I encourage you to revisit it. I did in advance of this episode and found it just as challenging today as it was a couple of years ago when I originally recorded it. And I tell that story not to brag about my friend or my podcast, though technically they're both great, but instead to highlight that respect requires effort sometimes. And certainly, it's right to extend a certain amount of respect to all people. We should respect all people, to a point. However, respect, like the word love, holds within its chest many meanings and interpretations. That is what Rain is getting at with this quote. How you interpret respect, much like how you interpret love, determines how you see it, how you demonstrate it, and how you expect to have it demonstrated to you. 
So I'm going to read the quote one more time now that you have some context behind it. And think about that. Think about the many meanings of the word respect and what it can mean to different people in different situations. Quote, Sometimes people use respect to mean treating someone like a person. And sometimes they use respect to mean treating someone like an authority. And sometimes people who are used to being treated like an authority say, if you won't respect me, I won't respect you. And they mean, if you won't treat me like an authority, I won't treat you like a person. And they think they're being fair, but they aren't. And it's not okay. End quote. Now, this quote resonated with me specifically because this dynamic is so prevalent around us so often. Authority and humanity both reside within respect. Both sides of this coin that Rain puts out, the, both sides of this duality exist within the word respect. And it is often this context that causes a division of viewpoints on how a situation is handled. Take, for example, a poor interaction with a police officer. Maybe you've had one, maybe you haven't. Certainly you've seen some that have gone poorly. Maybe a video, maybe a story from a friend. It's not hard to imagine. Perhaps the police officer has stopped someone under suspicion of, say, petty theft near the scene of a reported robbery. And perhaps the suspect feels wrongly accused and perhaps spoken to inappropriately. Now, if we pause this scenario right here, you can see the point of departure of the viewpoints begin to emerge. On the one hand, the police officer is attempting to protect and serve. Having been notified of a burglary, they're attempting to find the guilty party provide justice, and perhaps even recover the stolen items. On the other hand, the suspect, who may or may not be guilty, feels put upon by the officer. The officer demands respect for his or her authority. The suspect demands respect for their humanity. Both of them are right, but both can handle this situation very poorly. And if you're thinking of a situation like this, there's a good chance that the reason that you remembered or the reason you were told it is because it didn't go well. And so what we see is that wrongly demanding respect as an authority while undermining another's humanity is, as Rain puts it, not okay. It doesn't necessarily need to be put more effusively than that. It's simply not okay. Now, if that police officer takes that authoritative demand for respect home and the badge comes off and that attitude carries over to home or other civilian interactions, then the officer is likely violating the respectful social contract. Now, that officer is simply wrong. So, given that scenario, we can see that respect is a challenging duality. There is, again, a broad depth of field that resides within respect, much like love. Latin and Greek have multiple meanings for the word love. In English, we have the word love. And it means a lot of things to a lot of different people. And respect means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And what Rain is calling forth here is the fact that while respect has multiple meanings, it is not fair of one party to thrust upon another the, their definition of respect while minimizing or choosing an alternative definition for the other person's definition of respect. I don't get to assume a position of authority, and demand respect at the cost of your humanity, which is also an important part of respect. And that's, I think, the point that Rain is trying to make here, is it's not okay for someone to downplay another's desire for respect in order to establish their own authoritative respect. 
So our task today, therefore, is to recognize the subtleties and nuances of the word respect. It is at least a duality, meaning two parts, in this case, authority and humanity, and perhaps more, perhaps there are additional definitions of respect. And once we recognize that, we must go a step further and resist the temptation to stand on a platform of perceived authority while deliberately undermining the humanity of another. And put it another way, or flipped, I guess, on its head, we must not allow others to stand on a position of authority at the expense of our humanity. Both are equally wrong. Us taking advantage of somebody else's humanity for our own authority, and us yielding to someone else's authority at the expense of our own humanity. If that's what we take away from today's episode, if that's what you take away from today's episode, then I think it's been a successful episode, because I know that's the lesson that I learned. And if we don't learn that lesson, we risk ourselves becoming, as Rain would say, not okay. Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe. This is Quotations, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app, or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at quotationspod. Send me an email to quotationspod at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at quotationspod or join the conversation on Facebook at quotationspod. I look forward to hearing from you. Welcome your feedback. And thanks as always for listening.